Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is the wonderful Ethan Turner. He is the owner of Moi Fragrances. Uh, We were very, very lucky to have him through Zoom and just have him come in and tell us about his journey and what he's been up to. It's really great to really understand a new world, which is fragrances and the world of smell. So I encourage you guys to go check out his website and all his links that are always linked down into the bio. Uh, before you go do that, if you do me a favor, go over to our website, findingarizonapodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So all of our social media is Finding Arizona Podcast. Uh, other than that, if you want to do two other things for me one is go to the actual newsletter sign up for the newsletter that is the official things going on with the podcast and then if you go to the uh, the blog which is uh, the more personal side of Brittany and i doing the blog the pod and the posting and everything in between Uh, I just really want you guys to connect with us and help us get better at doing all of this. Uh, As currently I'm doing right now, I'm streaming doing this intro. So those of you who are watching, thank you so much for watching. But those of you who are listening, we hope that you guys continue to really just watch a lot of our social medias and kind of connect with us. So that being said, that is all the things happening with us. We want to continue to bring forth the love uh, and the understanding and the knowledge behind every community member who comes in through our doors. So that leads me to say, please send us a line at findingarizonapodcast at gmail.com anything between your business if you want to be on the show if you want to be a sponsor or if you want to just be in the community court board that is all available at finding arizona podcast at gmail.com and next up that actually leads me into my favorite part of the actual episode which is the community court board if you have something that you want to shout out if you have something that you want to promote please do so by sending us a line again finding arizona podcast at gmail.com i will repeat it over and over again because i really do enjoy uh letting people know about what's going on in our neck of the woods so first up is my uh actual my pick which is food truck festival happening today saturday the 2nd of october from 4 p.m to 10 p.m over at the riverview park that's 2100 rio salado parkway uh they are excited to have the seventh annual az margarita mojito craft beer and food truck festival at the beautiful riverview park uh over in mesa uh come out have a couple of uh, drinks over there they have a large variety lineup they have music from dj soulman kicking off to dynamics groups from uh, rock lobster you guys are going to have some fun there's going to be all sorts of music going on Uh, i just really encourage you guys really check it out Uh, you can go find out information over at facebook.com slash awesome events phoenix next up is the actual 60th original phoenix greek festival i have seen this on channel 3 news more than once uh it's taking place over at the holy trinity greek orthodox uh, cathedral in phoenix and that is taking place october 8th from 5 p.m to uh, to 6 p.m but that's taking place october 8th through the 10th uh they are actually really great when it comes to this really um rich history and rich culture and again i've seen this on television more than once and it looks like a 
a Greek blast in Greek culture to the max. So go check it out. Holy Trinity Greek Orthodox Community Center, uh, October 8th through the 10th, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Next up, finally, finally, I'm happy to say to all of you who are here in the Valley, uh, Thursday, October 7th at 12 p.m. is the start of the Arizona State fair yes all the way from october 6th to the 31st you can go over to the phoenix coliseum and that is the actual arizona state ground fairgrounds and that uh that you can go enjoy the state fair uh, i really do enjoy doing the state fair and going over i'm very excited to take atlas over there one day uh so fingers crossed and hopefully you guys get to enjoy one of these great community cork board activities remember finding arizona podcast at gmail.com we will set you up with a shout out like one of the following and uh hopefully you guys are enjoying the stream on top of enjoying this intro for episode 300 i am happy to say i'm i'm just thrilled to say that we're actually at 300 so join us again on the next 301st episode on finding arizona podcast.com i will see you on the next one catch you later in three two one welcome back everybody to the finding arizona podcast i'm your host jose as always we bring in someone very special every week and today is no different ladies and gentlemen i'm just going to introduce you to ethan here and i'm going to let ethan take over and introduce his business and what he's doing here today go ahead absolutely thank you jose so um once again my name is ethan thanks for having me on the show absolutely. Um, my name is ethan turner and i am the founder of Maison Ethan Turner, which is my um, fashion house, I guess you yes. could say. Um, we've officially launched our first brand, um, which is Moi Fragrances that launched back in May. And I guess we had like a friends and family launch a little bit before that around February. Yeah. Yeah. And what we do is we create custom made colognes and perfumes. Uh, you literally tell us what you want to smell like. We sit down and we completely build it from scratch for you. Awesome. Um, yeah, that sounds like that. so much. It sounds like so much fun because I have seen this. Um, I'm a big YouTuber, like big fan of like YouTube. So I go down the rabbit hole every so often. And I found myself in the fragrance aisle or at fragrance lane one day. And it's just so it's a complex world. It is really complex. The nose for most people who don't understand how like this is one of your main senses and as you know as you develop as you get older your palate changes and your senses changes as well i just want to go into kind of like the sciencey part about it just really quickly can you give us a little bit of like how important or how this journey of like fragrances the importance of fragrances uh and the science behind them absolutely bit. so like your nose uh interesting enough is is probably your most used sense and we don't even know it mm -hmm. um, outside of sight probably. So we see things, we hear things, we don't really realize though that we smell things. There's no really way to shut that off. Yeah. Um, your nose is connected directly to your hippocampus, which is where your memory is stored. So your olfactory senses or your sense of smell. Yeah. Um, every time you smell something, it immediately brings up a sense of, of, of a memory or a moment. Um, so it's actually a lot, more useful for us than we think. The history mm -hmm. of the nose comes from um, if we were out and we were cavemen and or cave women and we walked out into the world, 
just like dogs, actually, uh, we can smell our territory. So um, one cool fact is if you've ever gone and left the house and, you know, you go out and you party or you go have dinner or whatever, you come back and then suddenly you need to use the restroom. It's not because of the food you ate, not usually. It's actually because you're smelling yourself return back into your camp or into your home. Um, And so you're marking your territory. So (laughs) I never, that is so fascinating. I'd never really thought about it that way. That is really cool. Uh, Thank you for that. That is something I learned something every day. And today I learned that. (laughs) Oh, I love the nose. Um, I mean, I've, I've always been that kid. I think that was a little bit off growing up. I would take like, uh, you know, little leaves off of trees, break them in half and smell them. Uh, That that over time developed, I guess, into a bit more of like a, a cultured Ethan. And um, I became a sommelier. So uh, for those that don't know, a sommelier is basically like a steward or master expert of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked in the restaurant industry for probably almost a decade, uh, getting close to a decade wow. before I left and started the company. So that is that is OK. That is something very interesting because we've had a sommelier come in and she was just Ooh. starting out. She had just finished her first like I, I guess first exam. yeah first exam mm-hmm. um so it was really interesting to get to know that part aspect of it and just get our toe touch because my wife and I actually took um the first like a wine tasting class and so that was fun to do and kind of understand a little bit more and as I approach it more and more I start to realize yes there is again I say complexity and and a culture about it but it's beautiful I think it's something that is if you ever like you, you, like you said, it brings up memories. And so if you want to understand those memories and you want to understand it more, dive right in, go enjoy mm-hmm. like a class, a wine class. It'll teach you about smells and about like a little bit about it. But if you want to go into sommelier and to the wine business and to um, this, uh, what, 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 the spirits, wines spirits. and spirits, mm-hmm. yep. that is something that you can do, but, or you can go this route where fragrances come in and it's a whole different market. It is so much more complex because you're dealing with a wider range of the, the, the complexities of the smells and the, Mm -hmm. and the fragrances. Um, So I think, I think that's something that's like, did you like, was that a hard, I guess a hard turn or is it easy turn because you had the experience of the 10 years with the sommelier was there an easy transition or was it harder? So I'd say what's interesting about perfumery is it's both a science and art uh, on the building side. You know, as a collector, a lot of it is, it feels like art. I'd say from a collector side, if you go out and you get a bunch of fragrances, there's people who have, you know, homes with 300, 400 perfumes that they collect. And I'm like, wow. Um, It's mainly just a little bit about smell this, smell that. And you start to pick up on things and maybe you kind of get into the details of it. On the actual building side, um, there's the art, which I would say is knowing all of the different smells that are out there that are included in a fragrance. You have to know about, um, you know, I'd say there's probably like 3000 different main notes that you could probably pick up on with your nose. Yeah. Um, you got to know a pretty decent amount of those for perfumery. Um, and so with that, it's it's less about not just knowing them, but knowing how they mix. And that's kind of the science behind it. And I'd say the song in me, learning about wine and just training my nose and learning how to smell different things really helped with picking up the extra different smells that we don't talk about in wine. Um, that made it easy to say, okay, I need to smell this and how to sample it and how to take notes on it. 
Um, I'd say the science though of mixing and, and matching things, um, it gives me, I guess, a, a foot up because I understand it, innately certain things don't smell good mixed together. Um, but so you know how to like stay away from that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got but it. it doesn't particularly give me an advantage of knowing what does work together. If that, if that makes sense, because yeah. there's just so yeah. many combinations. Oh, absolutely. So, I mm. imagine that you have your own set, like that. You imagine like, it's like a, a palette, like a, a certain yeah. palette that you enjoy in particular. You want to, I don't, I, I'll, I'll, I'll hold that question off to later. We're going to, we're going to, bring it back and kind of go dive into your history and, and just kind of give us a little bit of like after the 10 years and, you know, going into this business, um, you know, what kind of talk did you have? Like, where was that turn where like, I feel like this is more my path. And where was that aha moment where you were like, this is a business I can, I can work with. That's a really good question. So it was a very specific moment. Um, I, I was, after I left the restaurant industry, I was kind of sitting down and saying, what do I want to do Mm -hmm. and how do I kind of want to like change my path up? And I actually was still working at the time. I hadn't even fully left and I knew I wanted to do something with my nose because it's just such a valuable tool that I've trained and why not? So I started looking into things and as a kid, I had some ideas of like starting and starting like a fashion company. And and it was just kind of like, oh, you know, maybe way, way down the road, I'll turn around and have like a a Ethan Turner brand or something like that. And I never thought it would be as soon as it was. So um, I was sitting down one day and as I was like trying to figure out different changes, I wanted a new hairstyle, I wanted new clothing, I wanted a new scent for myself. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted this... uh, peaty, earthy, woody, really like smoky fragrance that I could wear out at nighttime and I couldn't find it. So my friend's sitting across from me one day and I go, yo, like I'm sick of looking. I think I'm just going to build it myself. He looks (laughs) up from his computer and he goes, you know, I know you're an entrepreneur, but like, if you do build one for yourself, like, will you build one for me? I'll pay you for it. And I was like, ding, that's the business. (laughs) Yes. I love it. I love, see, that's the great thing about these stories is, you know, as I, as I come across, you know, individuals like yourselves who, you know, really it's a, it's not a, it's not a direct thing. It's not a, like my dad did it. So now I do it. It's not a, I had a, I have had a passion for it since I was a kid. So I do it now. I love these stories where it was just a bat. Like I just backed into it. Like it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And mm-hmm. I love that because in a sense, there's a level of like a level of passion and a level of um, just like the entrepreneurial spirit where you, you know, you saw something. Yeah. It, it You already have some of the skill, but it's not in the realm of like where it needs to be for that business. Mm-hmm. What's great about it is that you found something that you can use your nose and, and that skill that you've honed for so long. But in the sense, you found a new passion where it, it kind of opens up this door into a new world. And I think that's something beautiful because you're still where a lot of people like who listen to us really enjoy is that is that early beginning part where you're just still diving in and still learning some like new corners, new parts of it. And I think it's important to kind of take a moment and, and take a beat to understand that 
you know, this is really exciting and it's a new chapter. And we hope that, uh, especially from a community standpoint, I hope that you continue to go forward and flourish because, you know, I think of myself as, um, I don't know if you've ever heard this. I love the smell of desert rain. So the, that, that kind of after a desert rain, uh, those plants open up and you just get that fragrance. And Mm -hmm. that's been one that I've, it's a good memory of mine for, for childhood. So that's something that I really enjoy. And I would love to take that, like, I'm pretty sure you've heard that a thousand times, but again, mm-hmm. let's take a, a different beat to it. Like, let's take that. And then I also enjoy lavender, like, or, mm-hmm. you know, a lighter uh, fragrance, uh, more floral fragrance to it. Let's, let's, you know, I like that. And then you know, let's play yeah. around. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's sophisticate it. Maybe I want to be more mature and have it with a muskier male scent, you know, mm-hmm. a touch of that in there. I love that because to me, at least I, you know, and you understand where my passion comes from. You heard the story about the childhood in the rain, right? Like I'll tell you about, like I used to run in the rain and that's something that I enjoy because of that smell, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's something that everyone to get that chance because, you know, to have all of those memories jam packed into something that is yours. I think that's really incredible. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's interesting because you're the, you're actually the second person I think I've met that has a story about desert rain. Um, one of the first fragrances I built for a client, uh, the, the term for that smell right after rain, it's called petrichor. Okay. Um, and petrichor is like the, the smell just rain, basically. You can smell it before, you can smell it after, but there's a uniqueness to the way it smells after because yeah. all the blossoming of the flowers and all the blossoming of like different, you know, just organic materials around yeah. uh, the desert creates an extra scent into it. So um, he wanted to kind of capture that idea of like bloom and he called it desert bloom. So it was really cool that she it. said that. I was like, I love it. And it's again, it's like you get to experience those individual stories because mm-hmm. you are someone who's taking the time to really, again, this is for me, this curation of like individuals who come on our shows. It's like, I don't care where you come from, who you are, what's your background open door policy. Tell me your story. Because at the end of the day, the collection that I have is so like, like it's so diverse. And I could tell you a thousand different stories with a thousand different endings, because I think that's so incredible. I want those because that to me is just, it's a patchwork that you can't get anywhere else. You can't, you can't get these kind of stories anywhere else. And I think that's incredible that you get that opportunity to do exactly what I do technically, which is listen yeah. to the this is the to the customer, but you get to now take what they've divulged to you and just build an art piece to it. Basically, mm-hmm. oh, it's so great, and so, and it's 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 yours. It's something that you you've honed and crafted too, which is uh, something that not a lot of people can say they've done with their nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's what I found is super beautiful about this. A lot of people ask, like, what do you love about what you do? Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, the money's growing. It's a fresh business. It's like any other business, you know, trying to figure out finances, trying to figure out where things go. Um, I get to travel a ton. Uh, I'm actually uh, just getting through with three months, basically, of almost travel every other week. Wow. Um, I was in Atlanta. Then I was in uh 
I just got back from Albuquerque. I was in LA. I was supposed to go to uh, Tennessee and New York in October. Yeah. And I was like, I need just need break. A, a break. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going back to LA in November. And then uh, I've got a surprise. That I don't mind talking about now. Okay. Five, day, five days out from when I was going to announce it. Um, I'm going to Paris. So I'm going to be doing uh, an event out in Paris nice. <laughs> in December. Yeah. Congratulations, man. That Thank is you. awesome. That's that's no joke right there. That is a mm-hmm. lot of time and effort to spend. And it's just, oh, my God, you're going to have a good time. You are going oh, yeah. to have a blast. Let me ask you this. I mean, we're talking about the culture of it now that I, you know, we're talking more specifically about like the actual culture of it. I want to get into it a little bit with you because mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested because you are someone who goes out, like you said, to these different areas. What, I guess, is there kind of like a, a subculture of like East Coast, West Coast, or like scented, like, Ooh. like groups and like you know is it does atlanta have their own kind of like particular smell does la kind of like a certain thing do you do you notice these sort of uh patterns you know that's a it's a really good question so the events when i'm when i'm traveling the main uh core behind the events that i do is uh i combine my skills as a sommelier and as a perfumer and I host wine and perfume events. So I get booked for private events. I get I try to do public events, which is usually when I'm traveling, sure. um, where I'll sit down and do a wine tasting. We'll go through three or four different wines, and then I'll build perfumes on site in person for people. Got it. Um, yeah. Or for, I guess, a more, uh, I would say almost more masculine uh, event, I do cigars, cognac, and cologne. So we'll get a nice cognac. We'll taste through it. I'll get a nice cigar out for everyone. We'll find a, a decent box that pairs with the cognac and then I'll build nice. fragrances as well. Um, that's a good what bachelor I'm, party. I don't care what anyone says. That's a that's, good bachelor party right there. That's what I just did it for. So. Heck yeah, man. I yeah. love it. Because like, honestly, like I, I have a younger brother and when I got married, I was like, yeah, I don't want to go crazy. It's like, this mm-hmm. is, I got a younger brother. So it's like that. I would love to do that with him. Yep. That's what I was in Albuquerque for. So I just did a bachelor party nice. for that. And it was nice. I think that was my favorite of the events that I've done so far. There you go. Um, so, so as the subcultures, um, I feel like the one issue that happens in the fragrance industry, I don't know if it's quite an issue uh, as much as it is just kind of a fact of the 21st century sure. um, is these major um, fashion houses, uh, you know, LVMH, uh, we call it the, uh, the parole group, all of these major fashion like conglomerates have gotten so good at marketing that you know there is no subculture for major designer fragrances. They're just kind of spread throughout the U.S. Now, what you will find is um, there's climate things that kind of affect the way your fragrance smells. So uh, places that are more warm, uh, you should avoid wearing super floral, super citrusy fragrances. Uh, like in Arizona, your best bet is actually to not wear, or sorry, sorry, I said that backwards. You should wear more citrusy, more floral. Uh, you should avoid wearing deeper smells because in the summer, your nose opens up, uh, your your nostrils actually flare a little bit more, and in the winter, they close down. So when they open up, they smell florals, they smell citrus, they smell um, aquatics a lot better because going back to um, how we are instinctually, during the yeah. spring, things blossom. So when we're gathering, it's easier to smell things, easier to find those things. In the winter, our noses close. Um, and so they close down because there's there's less for us to smell, there's less need for it. 
But what yeah. we do smell better is deeper notes. So like vanilla, um, chocolate, mm. coffee, um, those smells tend to just be a little less acute and a little less astringent. So they smell yeah. better for the nose. Um, so you could say uh, geographically, there's probably, you know, in maybe like the South or just in, in Southern America across the board, there's mm. probably a more uh, higher inclination towards like citruses and, and things like that. And then as you go further north, it's probably deeper and darker. But the way marketing has worked, you can wear it anywhere. Um, yeah. There's not a big preference. Okay, um, makes sense. Then you've got you've got your different styles of fragrances. So you've got your designers, which are like mass marketed. They're still high quality, but they're uh, there's a little less focus on the actual perfume or cologne. Um, or I mean, they're the same thing. A little less focus on the perfume, um, and a lot more focus on like the actual brand and the company and its designer and its luxury. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then in between that, you've got your niche companies and your niche companies are perfume houses that do nothing but make fragrances. Uh, you've yeah. got Francis Curjean, you've got Creed, um, you've got um, Guerlain, you've got Parfum de Marlies, uh, all of these like just specifically they just build fragrances okay. um, and these are usually designers, fragrance designers that have left either a major fashion house and wanted mm -hmm. to start their own thing or they uh, worked for one of the, what would you call it? One of the big 10 uh, yeah. major companies that build all the fragrances for these, like these major brands. So most fashion houses actually don't have a perfumer in house anymore. Uh, a few of them do, but okay. uh, they may have left that. And then at the very, very end of the spectrum, you've got people that I kind of consider myself more, which is indie perfumers. And these are like your, your homemade brands, your startups, your, your smaller companies. Uh, that have maybe a focus specifically on perfumery. Okay. Um, maybe they have a fashion brand, but it's, you know, they have like a, a, a side perfume that they're starting. The brand's not large enough yet to be considered a designer brand, um, but it's an indie house, like a boutique or something like that. Got it. That's all. I mean, that is in itself, there is so many routes that we could go and talk about, but I think of one of the things that I kind of was kind of picking at it and, and just kind of like, let's focus on in your realm and in the indie realm um, for you guys, like you're, you're obviously traveling a lot and moving a lot. And so it's like, I imagine for yourself, there's a lot of like lugging around these different fragrances, but they come in, like, I imagine these bottles and I saw your, I saw your kit, like you Instagram kit. I wanted to ask you, how many do you carry around particularly with you to these different events and how much more could you get? Like how crazy could you get? Absolutely. So I have a collection that I carry around of about 170, 180, somewhere between that okay. uh, different fragrance materials. Um, the fragrance oils, the essential oils, the aroma chemicals, all those little small bottles that you might see um, those can fly. Uh, so not all of them can fly on planes, but most of them can fly on planes. Okay. So I try to bring the ones that can, uh, but the bigger situation is your perfumer's alcohol. That's actually like an ingredient that you use to, uh, to, to create the final production that turns it into the, the spray. So everything starts as an oil, you add in a little alcohol and that creates the full on, uh, fragrance, like the yeah. sprayable fragrance or yeah. fine fragrance. Um, that is 200 proof alcohol and it's not allowed on a... Uh, plane. It has to go ground shipping. It can't even be um, packaged in like a, a carry-on or sorry, in like a, a checked bag. It needs to go yeah. ground shipping. So 
I usually bring a little bit of that, but I'll pre-ship it out. So to get on the crazier spectrum of how much fragrance material most perfumers have, um, it's right around your average perfumer is going to have around 3000 different fragrance materials. Yeah. Yeah. So I, (laughs) and, and that's, that's not just, uh, you know, I have like different crystals and things that you'll dilute down. I've got, like I said, essential oils, fragrance oils, aroma chemicals, you've got CO2 extracts. Um, some people will create their own tinctures. So you'll go out, you'll find like, um, there's this desert blossom that I keep finding around town. Actually, I'm considering Mm -hmm. turning it into a tincture. Um, you can dilute it down with oil. You can dilute it down with alcohol and actually yeah. take out the smell from it and make your own. Oh, nice. um, you can also mix different aroma chemicals to create basically like a base is what it might be called. And that, okay. that base is now something that you can take and add into other fragrances. So most perfumers will have about 3000 different um, materials. I'd say there's probably a essential 120 that you maybe need to really like get started and be able to do something serious. But once you get to that 3000 range, you're starting to talk about um, being able to create pretty much anything. So. Um, I, have you seen anyone's like elaborate setup of like how they stock them and everything like that? I'm just like, I'm like, that's the thing that gets, that's the thing that my wife gets like her organization bug is just like, it just like ADD. Like, she's just like, yes. That's what I want. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it right with all of them lined up and named. Do you have something like that yet? Or do you plan to go down that route at all? Definitely planning to. Um, I build outside of my, I build up out of my house right now. Um, I've got like a separate little small lab that I've set up. Um, But a lot of people have what's called like a a perfumer's organ. Um, And the organ is, is just like what it sounds like. It looks like a piano organ, Um, but it's, every ingredient kind of lined up. It looks like this unique spice rack almost. And um, I don't think right now I have enough fragrance materials to need one. The good thing is, uh, just like we said with memory and smell, I've got everything organized in a way where I know uh, what's most useful, what's most commonly used, those kinds of ingredients, and then kind of further back in my setup, I have the things that I don't use too too often. Um, And so just just by like, I guess, muscle memory or smell memory more than anything. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, I need to grab these ingredients, pull out the drawer and I can instantly yeah. grab them pretty much without having to think twice about it. Awesome. That's, that's kind of what you want is as far as kind of like that curation and things like that in those moments. Um, mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, cause this is something that I actually came across, not through YouTube, but through, which is kind of funny, Antiques Roadshow, the perfume fragrance, bottles that is a subculture Mm. in itself and now it's become a little bit like that i've known more about it but it's like it's coming across my whole like you know every time i do searches or something like comes out across a little bit more and more but i have found that very interesting is the fragrance bottle like collection have you ever come across that and like anyone like do you find yourself interested in these kind of unique bottle situations Mm-hmm. So for me, one thing that I'm looking a lot into now is how can I continue to improve like the experience around the actual like delivery of the fragrance. Uh, part of it is the bottle. Um, part of it is the box. Part of it is, you know, the notes and gift cards that come inside of inside of the presentation. And that's what I'm really looking to, like rework as we enter into like the holiday season into next year as I kind of round off on my first full year of business. Yeah. Um, 
I definitely want to get a lot deeper into the glass collections that people sure. have. Yeah. Um, people, uh, some perfumers will use stuff like Baccarat's glass. And I think that is, in it's exceptional because the glass is super expensive. It's well-made, it's well-created. Yeah. Um, you know, you can get it custom designed if you're working with the right designer group. Um, and I really want to start doing something unique with the way my glasses are shaped. Um, I have nice. a mass order of glasses that I got. Um, they look similar to Chanel Bleu. Uh, I, that's nice. kind of where I took inspiration from. That's one of my yeah. favorite fragrances. Um, but I love some of these glasses that I'm seeing uh, people create and, and kind of the inspiration behind them. Um, and a lot of people do collect just the glasses after they finish using the fragrance. Yeah. And that's something that I was like, oh yeah, I started to really recognize. And when it when it came across Antiques Roadshow, I was like, what is like the I, like especially the old stuff where it's like the little puffer like mm -hmm. like French Victorian era stuff. And <clears throat> one of the other things that I found very interesting, and if I could make a suggestion designer to designer and someone who's you know done a couple of, I love your logo. I think one of the things that you can really take advantage of is either the O, the shape of the O or the points of the M. So yes. I think that's something that you could easily use in your bottling, like, you know, take advantage of those to mimic your logo or to mimic in those uh, in that shape formation. So take it, you know, take it. I'm just throwing things out there, but I just love, mm -hmm. I love your logo. I love that. It's like, it's just, it's, it, you have to see it just, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that you could use most specifically to replicate on your bottling. Agreed. And that's, that's one of the thoughts I have is I'm going to be probably January. I'm going to try and just get through the holiday season, figure out how the holiday season works for the fragrance industry. Is it high sales? Is it, you know, long drawn out? Is it a giant rush? You know, I'm going to be doing different uh, sales promotions for gift giving all these things. Yeah. Um, and then probably around January, once I see where the finances are, I want to sit down with an actual designer um, for bottles and say, hey, let's talk about designing a signature bottle that's just for moi. That's not like, you know, something that's pre-made, pre-ordered. This is something I can order in bulk and continue to get back in yeah. um, and figure out what their like minimum order quantity will be, their MOQ and yeah. kind of go from there. But I love the idea of using um, my logo as like the shape of the bottle mm -hmm. um, and looking to find kind of inspiration around either that being maybe engraved in like the glass and it's like, mm. you can feel the outline of the M and the O and the I, or yeah. it is the shape of the glass um, and seeing if you can kind of get creative with that. And that's like, that's definitely one thing that I'm really looking into is like a little bit more into the, the luxury style of the design of the boxes yeah. and the bottles. So yeah, maybe something too. It's like, um, you know, you get the like larger scale bottles first and then you work your way down to the smaller ones where it's like mm -hmm. you know sample sizes and things like that and i think that's beautiful i think you have something very unique and special going on reaching towards the end here but i want to ask you we we kind of um pivot towards more of the personal side towards the end here and kind of get your routine um you're a businessman you're still also you know living the life of like you know, life, uh, regular life balance. So give us your kind of like how you keep your schedule kind of, you know, balanced throughout and, you know, living a regular life and living this business life. Absolutely. Um, I would say my, my business to pleasure ratio is, is pretty good. Um, I wake up usually around seven, eight o'clock. 
so I'm not a super early riser. Uh, I, I don't enjoy getting up that early, but I usually um, try to get up, go to the gym, get my body awake, get started. Um, right after that, I open my books for consultations because you do a consultation before you actually build the fragrance yep. um, from about 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So you can book me kind of any time in between that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Arizona time. So I'll have a you know a consultation here or there. Uh, and when I'm not doing consultations, I'm usually working on either something for marketing or um, doing like an interview like this uh, yeah. with different influencers, brands, just trying to kind of get the name out. So yeah. marketing, PR, um, I do a lot of work on like the, the website and trying to figure out what kind of new offers and sales run through the different metrics and analytics for how is the business growing? Is it shrinking? Is it, um, is it expanding in certain different ways? Where am I getting the most traffic from? Um, so it's a lot of still figuring out, uh, where to push all of my money for reinvesting a lot of the advertising. Um, so it just, it's kind of different things stuffed into the day. Um, and then towards the end of the day, uh, if I haven't had a, you know, a bunch of consultations stuffed at the end, Mm -hmm. I tend to try and like do something that's about like advancing, um, myself for the knowledge of the business. So I have different books that I'm reading on perfumery. Um, you know, I have different like podcasts or not quite podcasts, but like uh, lessons or YouTube classes that I'll kind of look yeah. at just to see what other perfumers are doing. Um, I'm in like a private uh, group of maybe 7,000 different perfumers across the U.S. or not U.S., across the world. Uh, there's not many perfumers. Some of them work for major fashion houses. And um, I'm blessed to be in that group because whenever I have questions, I'll post a question maybe at the end of the day and say, hey, uh, I was working on this. Any kind of hints or tips or tricks that you guys might have towards that? That's beautiful. Oh. I love that. So yeah, maybe. And, and what's really great about like this sort of situation too, is like you said, it's such a unique, it's such a unique niche market or, mm-hmm. you know, interest opportunity in business. Um, I think it's so beautiful to like, even like for me, no one ever really was like, you're going to do a podcast about your state. Like you're going to do a podcast. So specific, like, yeah, because there's such a unique yeah. situation going on in this particular area. And like the, I see it and you see it in your own realm. Like you see certain things that most people <clears throat> don't. I think what's uniquely important and what's uniquely um, interesting is take advantage of that. If you are one of very few, then who, who's to say you can't be the voice or the person who advocates for your group. Mm-hmm. And I think what's helpful to me is like, the reason why I think we do so well with, you know, promoting Arizona is because Arizona is so great about helping one another in the community. Mm-hmm. So if you would do me a favor too, if like you go out and you have your business, if you come across anyone in the same realm as you, I mean, just befriend them and send them my way so that I can at mm-hmm. least um, share their story as well too. But at the same time, it also helps you build like a huge group around you. If someone wants to do it themselves here in the, in the Valley and do it in a different way, do it like, mm-hmm. you know, if they have a unique smell that they want to just tap into, it's like, again, it's these little things that people don't really understand. It's like if you niches do so well because they have such a small group that they can easily just go to one another and talk to them and be like, Hey, I have this question. It's, mm-hmm. it's that simple. It's like, I find it so fun to just be able to tap into all these different groups because to yep. me, they're all unique and they're all fun. What's great about that 
that they're doing this together. And I want to keep promoting that. I want to keep promoting fragrance businesses and help you guys grow stronger here in the Valley if I can. Uh, so, you know, I think you're doing really great work and Thank you. if I can just get, help you continue, just keep doing it, man. You're on the yeah. right track. If I could just give you voice of positivity, just, you know, keep going. You got Thank this. You. And so we're reaching towards the end. I think you've really covered a lot of things here. Uh, we do kick it off to you to let everyone know where they can find you online. And then if you've got any events that you want to promote, this is your chance to go ahead and do so. Go right ahead. For sure. So uh, if you're interested in ordering uh, a fragrance or a custom-made fragrance, you can find me online at moifragrances.com. That's M-O-I fragrances.com. Um, same thing on Instagram. It's at moifragrances, Facebook. I just started a Twitter. Um, my TikTok, which I just started, is a little more personal, but it's a fun twist on the business. It's passionate perfumer. Um, so you can find some of the fun little videos and things that I do there. Nice. Um, the perfumes are actually 80 bucks every 90 days. I offer it as a subscription. So you can uh, have one for each season. Just like we talked about earlier, how the nose develops. Uh, so you have one for each season. It's 80 bucks every 90 days. I just started offering one-offs. So if you just want to do one and you're not interested in subscribing, it's $120. Um, when you sit down, you actually get to do, like I said, a consultation. We pick all the notes and ingredients that go into it. Yeah. Um, I will be doing some sales, some promotions coming up. Uh, as we move into like the holiday season for like November, for uh, December time. And I might even run like a little Halloween special towards the end of October. Nice. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for that. That'll be able to be found on all of my social media. Um, so yeah, uh, in town, I don't have any events coming up yet. Uh, at least not any public events. I'm trying to find a location to do another cigars, cognac, cologne event. I want to do a public one. The private I might, one I might so have well. someone I have, might have someone uh, that might be able, able to help you. I will I will email you the information. Uh, they just came by not too long ago uh, and did an incredible live stream with us uh, in person um, pair that just moved from Detroit. And Ooh. they had uh, they had a bed and breakfast over there. But now they have a storefront here in downtown. Uh, so they really just want to like me meet individuals who have uh, entrepreneurial small businesses and gather them together in this really great uh, spot. And so I will send you their information. Yes, uh, but please. yeah, if you are looking, we always have a wonderful network. I, I keep saying, use us, use us, use all the episodes <laughs> that were in the past. If there's someone that you like or someone that you think would be uniquely valuable to you, please just email me and let me know because I'd, I'd be happy to send them your way. Um, again, it. Ethan, thank you so much for coming in. Um, you've been so great and so so pleasantly to you know fun to talk to. Um, but before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of our podcast at findingarizonapodcast.com. Make it easy for you guys to connect with us. All everything's under Finding Arizona Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, last but not least, we do have a side podcast I have uh, put together. It's called the Pro Dad Pod, and it is me and my friend Jimmy talking about our dad lives, and that is something that you can find on Spotify and everywhere on podcast platforms pro dad pod that concludes <clears throat> that concludes our episode with Ethan here and uh, thank you so much for listening uh, thank you again to uh, Ethan for coming in and we will say goodbye to all of you listening bye bye y'all bye thank you